there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Good evening, welcome to the weekend. Paul Cooney here in the company of Celtic legend Peter Grant. Peter, we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu, we'll hear from Michael Beale. And Celtic have a new chairman, the former chief executive, Peter Lowell, something you predicted a year ago. Yeah, well, I think we said it before, and you even come in, the, the way things were manoeuvring, uh, come out of the club at first and then go back in. The timing again, you know, when Celtic are doing exceptionally well, that's the way they seem to announce certain things and, and probably quite right. And as Ange says, probably has been a big part in bringing them in. But as I say, time will tell. It'll be interesting to see how the supporters react to it, you know, because... There's been negatives and positives for Peter's time at the club, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. Peter, the latest in the World Cup. Whistle has just gone, so Portugal are through on six points. South Korea, that late, late goal, they're in second spot on four points. Uruguay thought they were through, but they miss out despite winning this afternoon against Ghana and Ghana on three. That was a really tight section there. Oh, it's incredible. The last the last two nights, really, you know, yeah. I mean, you had Spain and Germany out at one time last night, you know, which was quite incredible for Spain yeah. looking so good in the first half, looked magnificent, just not obviously the thing we've always been concerned about is the amount of goals they score because they can pass you to death, we know that, yeah. but the opportunities and the chances they get, they've not got that number nine who's a clinical finisher and it's incredible to say that when they win the first game seven, you know what I mean? <laughs> and with seven, you know, seven different yeah. scorers near enough, yeah. you know? We're going to discuss that in this hour here with Peter Grant and the Japanese goal. That I mean, look, Germany were terrible in the tournament and they're out. And I know the German media are being uh, considered on it and they reckon it just hasn't been their tournament. But that moment when the ball looked to be out of play, how did you see it last night? Going with the pictures they showed us yeah. and it was shown seemingly that's the pictures that were shown throughout the world. Going with that picture, the ball is out of play. Ones you're seeing today, I don't know what it's maintained from, if it's a helicopter or whatever, it's above it, and it looks as if the full ball's not out of place. So, But the picture's going what they showed you last night, as I say, and it was beamed throughout the world. The ball was definitely going with them. But as I say, the pictures we're seeing today, it's telling you that the ball was still in. And in the World Cup, it's going to be Maeda against Juranovic. Yes, the, the Maeda, I could see what they'd done last night with him. You know, I think his link-up plays, everybody says, it's not the greatest. No. But what he really gives you, he puts a goalkeeper under pressure. And I, I didn't even mention that. He's made the goalkeeper kick it. He's miscontrolled. The balls come back in, the ball ends up in the back end. And they're the small things he does. And that's why, as I say, probably as a teammate, you'll love him more. You know, then people looking at him saying, well, what does he really, really offer? You know, but, and it's interesting, Juranovic as well, he's done some fantastic things in the, the games, you know, we've seen so far some things that's not been so good that people would probably question, you know, but he's, as I say, his team's in there and he's got wonderful players to play along with. I mean, it'd be great going to bed at night knowing you're waking up the next morning playing along with the likes of Modric and whatever, you know, it must be fantastic. Must be phenomenal. More yeah. in the world. Are you enjoying the World Cup? I've we'll really enjoyed more. it. Yeah. I've really enjoyed right. it. Good. Because we talked about it last night with Barry as well. We'll come back to that shortly. So we're going to hear from Michael Beale. Last night we were on live when the media conference was on. So we've heard some of it. We'll hear a bit more. 
Ange Postacoglu, his players back in training today after the short break and before they head out on Sunday, I think, to Portugal. And Peter, there's a, a new boy in town, Yuki Kobayashi. Yes, I think we spoke about him and at the start of the season if we talked about where we felt Celtic because I love Big Moritz, I love him but I just thought they were going to bring in a natural left-sider. You identified this months ago, I remember you saying it. Yeah, because of the way they play, they like to pass quickly yeah. and I just thought if they'd have bought a natural left-sider in and I know they're not easy to get, they're very difficult to get and I thought that would give them a better balance for the way, as I say, Celtic like to pass out because I felt the, the prior to that they'd played a lot of square passes and allowed teams to get settled back into the shape even though they gave some teams a doing but I think even that happened I talked about the Livingston game yeah. Celtic went forward a lot quicker you know and all of a sudden that gives you a bigger problem when I mean, you've got quality players and you can see that in the way they play but I just think that natural left side will be interesting I know the manager may be, be looking at it maybe not for this period of the season right. it'll be interesting to see if he's going to push him run right away depending on where his game legs are or is it going to be one that are looking at the start of next season I'm not so sure of the way he's looking at it Let's hear from Ange now Yeah good to get uh, Yuki in uh, he's one we've sort of uh, been working on for a while and uh, tracked him for a while he's you know, I've already said he's you know he's plays as a left side centre back which um, you know, is a pretty important position within the context of the way we want to play our football um, having and having somebody who's left footed there it's you know they're, they're not easy to find in general and um He's already got a fair bit of experience, even at the age of 22, and I just thought it was a great opportunity for us. He was out of contract, and um, the fact that we could bring him in now, you know, get, let him get settled, I think, you know, he's one that you know, we, we'd be looking at uh, to make you know, more of an impact um, as the season goes on, not somebody who we're going to throw in straight away. But, again, that depends on his progress. But, um, yeah, really pleased to have him. I think he'll... he'll It'll be great for us and, and um, yeah, I'm sure that um, he'll see this as a great opportunity for himself. Slim margins, Peter. It's interesting what you said, the fact that he's left-sided, left-footed. Just that second or two it would take to for a right-sided player to get the ball to the right, just that one second can make a difference. Absolutely, and I think it's so important. You know, the balance, and it's not, it's not easy. There's yeah. not a lot of left-siders quality. That's very difficult. You even watch it and talking about the World Cup, you see there's not a, nat a lot of natural left-siders there that, because they are very difficult to get. Mm. But it's one place that I thought the way the Celtic playing with the full-backs coming inside, it's easier to pass that ball, I believe, you know, if you're on that natural left, so you're not manoeuvring the ball to come back in again or maybe not as comfortable. To be fair to Big Moritz, I thought he's done it very well, yeah. actually. He's used his left foot and passed the ball between the lines. You know, so... But he's uh, on loan, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the question probably people are going to ask next. What's, where, where do they see him? Are they going to keep Moritz for full time or are they going to, going to buy him or whatever? Or is it Starfelt? You know, what's going to manoeuvre next? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to carry four or five centre-backs. That's for sure. You have to manoeuvre that one way or another. And Cameron Carter-Vickers appeared for the USA the other night and they're still in in the last 16. We'll come back to that. It's probably good news overall. But we know Celtic will lose some players, but so will many others. I think overall, Peter, you'd want your top players to be at the highest level in the World Cup well I think or no the, yeah but I think <laughs> yeah. it's so important Bob because it means they're yeah. playing with top quality yeah. players against top quality players so they're learning all the time and it means the quality of the player that you're buying can play at that level and it's interesting that the manager Craig Bar Bargelhau or whatever mm -hmm. you call him the American manager that'll do for me uh, exactly nobody knows <laughs> I shouldn't say that <laughs> no, nobody no, knows no. if I said that right or wrong <laughs> but the way he spoke about it he spoke about Celtic how he played him in the last game he played him in the last game he said because he was Carter Vickers was used to playing against low block teams as they call it yeah. you know teams that sat deep as we would say back here yeah. and they're able to use the ball because he plays against it every week and that's why I get the nod the other night there because he felt that would be important for them right it's Peter Grant you can call him now 0808 17 17 700 Paul 
Kilkenny with him here. The weekend has started officially. Gina, have a great weekend. And we're here with Macklin Motors. Peter, wait to hear this. So Ange Postacoglu was asked, what about events at Rangers since they last spoke, the departure of Giovanni van Bronckhurst and the arrival of the new manager? This was his answer. Yeah, look, on on the scale of things that have been on my mind over the last probably two weeks, I reckon that's registering um, below what I'm having for dinner tonight. Um, it just doesn't really come on my radar. I mean, what opposition clubs do and the, with their managers, uh, any opposition club is of no real interest unless we're playing them in the next game and then you kind of take more of a note then. But beyond that, no real interest. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, Gio, uh, I thought was, uh, and he is a fantastic manager. He's got a great record in Holland. He's got a, actually a great record here in Scotland too. Uh, you know, if you look at his year, he won a trophy, got it to the European final. So I've got no doubt he'll be successful wherever he goes again. In terms of uh, me and like my thoughts on what other clubs do, zero interest. I've got enough on my plate. Peter Grant. What do you think? <laughs> it's, it's interesting, Paul, because I think the manager, it's the old Celtic Rangers thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it never goes away. It was like when Michael Beale came in, he's talked about 56. Mm -hmm. You know, and there Ange going back with that one as if, well, didn't even mention his name. That's interesting. But uh, the thing I'm pleased about, because it's the thing we've said all along about the way Van Bronckhurst handled himself, you know, there were certain things that I didn't, me personally, this is just my, me, my thought process that I wasn't happy at looking at, I wouldn't have been happy with, and I'm led to believe Gio wasn't happy with, um, no matter what Michael says, you know. Um, so I, I think there's no doubt Ange knows what's going to cross the road, but obviously this is the, the battle be commenced already because it's telling you, no, we have no interest, we're nine points clear, as I said. And the only thing is they have to do is keep winning their games of football. And that's his focus, is getting his players back up to speed, making sure everybody gets back to full fitness. God willing, the boys that's still in the tournament keep fully fit and no injuries. And then you, when you come back, you're ready to play and ready to push on, and it gives them a completely different challenge. And to be fair, some of the things that Michael said, I think Ange doesn't need to have the team talk then, you know what I mean? Nope. If they keep saying what they're going, he said, I've got to be very, very careful with that, you know, because that's that, that that's the thing, because you're looking sometimes to spark it when you're nine sure. points clear and all that sort of thing. What could I spark it with? But he's no need to say anything now because there's a lot of people doing a lot of talking. We're going to hear Ange shortly about Gikamakis because we've talked about it in the last couple of days. It looks as though um, some talks about his new contract. He's under contract till 2026, but he's 27. And, well, we'll hear what the manager says about that shortly. Let's hear this time last night. So Michael Beale was finally fully uh, meeting the media and the public, I guess. And he was asked a number of things, including... Is there a title challenge coming from Rangers this season? I think the first thing to do is for us to get the identity on the pitch where we want it, the energy on the pitch, the right players on the pitch and start moving forward and winning football games. This Christmas period will have a big part in whether we can do that or not. The most important thing now is to win the next game, which, which is always the job here as a manager at Rangers. Win the next game, see where it takes us. I think the goalposts will move. If we keep winning games, then obviously something will happen. This time last year, uh, not too... Late after this, I believe there was a seven-point gap in our favour. So it can be turned around, but the most important thing right now is not to talk too big, it's to win the next game. Peter? All the best, because I don't think it will happen. You know, I think, yes, it's always the same with Celtic or Rangers. You have to win every game. <laughs> that's what you're paid to do as a manager, as players. That's why... You, can you take that responsibility onto the pitch week in, week out? We've spoken about that before. 
it'll be interesting as he says how, how he handles that pressure because it, as we spoke about before being an assistant and being a manager the responsibility that comes with that especially if you're not winning games he will be given a little bit of time with the supporters there's no doubt of that but we all know what it's like in Glasgow you don't win one or two games in the bounce then it becomes very very difficult for you especially if they won across the road is making a bigger gap and then we'll see how he handles that the big thing he's talking about six or seven points last year was the difference is Celtic squad's much better this yeah. time and it depends what Rangers do in this window you know that's going to be a big part of it Celtic are doing wee bits of business here there and everywhere but the thing is they've managed to keep most of the players apart from the one we thought was the most important was going to be Callum McGregor if, yeah. they, if they missed out if they missed him through injury and he's handled, back soon but they've handled that really well yeah. so if they don't get any more injuries and we're talking about the World Cup and whatever or at training we know that can happen in training but they've got that responsibility that Celtic have got a very very good squad and as I say nine points clear with a very good squad I know what camp I would rather be in Okay, Peter Grant, I heard you when I was off for that uh, few days that you didn't think I deserved. No, get over it, Paul. Um, Peter, I heard you saying, and you called it and you were brave, and you said, no, you don't think Rangers are going to come back. Celtic are nine points clear, and you don't see Celtic losing anything like that between now and May. Michael Beale is in, and he spoke about what's happened in the first few days in charge. A lot of honesty, you know, that that we spoke together as a group, and I've spoke to a lot of the players individually. On the training pitch, they've been fantastic. It's like I've never been away in terms of a coach working with them. I know previously I was uh, the first team coach working with them. Coming back as the manager, it's slightly different, but on the training pitch, we, we fit together again very well. There's a few new faces that I'm excited to work with and some good players in that as well. So the first three days couldn't have gone any better for me personally. And he was asked about Morellas and the injured players. So many have been missing. OK, Morellas has been around, but hasn't really hasn't done what he's paid to do. If he performs our train today, then yes. Obviously, within the time that I was here previously under Stephen, Stephen managed him fantastically well. And Alfredo broke the European goal-scoring record for the club and he helped us achieve what we wanted to achieve, which was to win the league. And I think it's not just Alfredo. Can we get Kamar Roof back playing as well? Because that's two fantastic strikers we've probably not had firing. In the coming months, we'll have Yanis Hadji available as well and Tom Lawrence. So all of a sudden, we've become a much stronger squad and a much stronger Rangers I really look forward to the day all those guys are training and fit in front of me. And what about the style of play? I think it's got to be on the front foot. We have to play like the big team. So we have to we have to take the ball and we have to play on the front foot and we've got to be exciting to uh, to watch. I think the first thing is it, it's got to be exciting to play in on a daily basis. It's got to be about this group now. This group's slightly different to when I was previously here. We've got to take the ball and we've got to go and attack. I would like to see us run forward a little bit more off the ball and play a little bit closer together. Um, so look, I'm really excited to work with the group. I think the squad is really strong and I think we'll, we'll see a, a little variety. I'm not going to sit here now, Josh, and give you everything on my third or fourth day. I think the, the fans should look forward to see the team play on the 15th of December. Peter, where do you want to pick up on that? Morellas, first of all. I know he mentioned that Stephen Gerrard handed him well, but I remember Stephen Gerrard getting really fed up with Morellas at times as well. Listen, all the things he said there, you could say that to Gio. He'd have loved all the players fully fit. Yeah. People were critical of him and he lost his job through it because they weren't fit. You know, one through his own accord, really. Um, that's the only thing I would say about Morellas. And you know I've been critical of yeah. him. And I hate being critical of any football oh. player because I want them to be professional. That's the one thing. I wouldn't ask them to do anything else. Be professional. Do your job. Turn up to train every day properly. And listen, we can accept bad performances in match day. We can accept that because you've gave everything. But when you've not done that and given your manager the best chance... So all the things he's saying about Hadji, Roof, you name them all, 
Gianni would have appointed the, the exact same yeah. people available for him because they've become a, a better team. They will get players running forward because that's the type of players they have. They have got a goal-scoring threat then. But they have to be fit to do that. And that's the interesting part of it. But they've still not played a lot of moments at any time. You know, the roofs and all that. So it's very, very difficult in this small period of time to get all the game... The game legs back. We seen it with Lukaku last night, didn't you? A striker who's out of form, maybe played so many minutes, little minutes. How do they lose that wee bit of sharpness in front of goal? And that happens, you know. But you need, listen, we've always said, and we said the exact same with GOI 10 players out injured. We said eight of them would probably be starters. And the manager's going in there, and if he gets them fully fit, yeah, they'll become a better side. Of course they will, you know. But you need all these guys fit and fire. You looking forward to it, Peter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If he talks as well as, he's, as I say, his performances, you know, the way he spoke. Yeah. It's going to be a right battle, you know, but they'll still not catch Celtic. He's highly rated, though, as a tactician, as a, a, working with the players. Apparently, he's very good in the detail one-to-one and making players better as a coach. I could imagine that, yes, 100%. But as I say, trying to get in all that detail as well. We've all been there. I mean, if I tell you that to some other manager getting a job, yep. it'd be the same interview. Well, the training ground's been yep. brilliant. I said yep. the same with them firmly. I get sacked two months later. Yep. You know, because you say the training ground's brilliant, the players have been brilliant, everybody's effort's been fantastic, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We always say that, and it always has that, you know. So, at the end of the day, the proof's in the pudding when the, the, sure. the, the ball gets kicked for the first time again. We'll see how his team's played. We'll see what the type of style he's got, and we'll see if he wins game of football. Because let me tell you, if he doesn't win games of football, it doesn't matter about your style after a period of time, you know, because they want you to win games of football, and we all know that. So the, I would love to play f- fast attack and football as we all do sure. you know but you have to win games of football and you, you want your players fit everyone does as Gio did as well well exactly and that's what we're saying about Celtic have managed to keep yeah. the, the core mm. of the squad fully fit and that's been so important because you have to have your best players available and it's so important for you but what's, that's why I'm saying Celtic squad of players has been much stronger mm. over this period and they've proven that been nine points clear probably the big disappointment as we spoke about was the St Mirren game because you imagine that's 12 points clear Sure. I don't think it need be any argument yeah. I, people are saying nine points is not enough because there's three Celtic Rangers games left <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the yeah. difference because I know at Celtic when you look at the squad of players they have a better squad of players and they have better players at this moment in time Peter Grant, Paul Cooney and on the socials here at Go Radio some questions coming in for you Peter first one up after the break is about Celtic in the I'm not saying it's the Peter Lowell error because the chairman is a non-executive position. Michael Nicholson's the chief executive, but it's the Ange Postacoglu error. And there's a question about that coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Peter Grant and your calls on 0808 17 17 700 and on the socials as well at Go Football Show where, uh, well, more than halfway through the World Cup and up next, Peter, it's the last 16. I ask you every week, um, who do you think will win? I know we talk Brazil, we talk France. Could it be England? Well, who does I pick at the start? I said to you, I, said, I said England. I said because there's not been the hullabaloo that usually follows them. You know, it's coming home and whatever. And That'll just, start soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's already started. You can see it last <laughs> night when Germany went out. You know, that's the way they were talking. Ah, yeah. and I thought it was very disappointing, yeah. that, you know. But, as I say, you can see they've got the quality players in the forward area. From middle to front, they've got quality players. There's absolutely no getting away from that. I'm still not sure of them defensively. You know, I looked at France, you see individual performances like Mbappe. Yeah. Giroud's a handful at all times. I've always liked him. I think he's a handful. Colossus. Oh, yeah. Brilliant for them. Griezmann's been excellent, you know. But there's so, a butt coming. 
But you've got the likes of as long as Messi's still involved. Yeah. You know, you've got all these. Oh, guys, you never know. You, yeah, you, you've think, got all these. Yeah. You know, I, I genuinely yeah. do. You, you feel like the game was going away from nothing another night, mm. and then he gets a goal and yeah. whatever. You know, so you know these guys are clear. But I look at England and I just think they have the they forward players and for middle to front that can win it. And that's my concern. Of course, they would have to meet France <laughs> if they go through to the quarterfinals, which the favourites to do. That'll be some game, won't oh, it? Absolutely. But look at the the goals the other night: no Phil Foden, Marcus Rashford. Who do you start with? Well, I, I love Foden. Yeah. I, I think Foden's a top player. You know, I really do. And I think he plays in an area where Rashford would play. You know, and I think Rashford's better coming off that left hand side. A lot of people say the right. I prefer him on the left because I think he's better coming in his right foot, so he can whip the ball and bend the ball and strike at his right foot. Right. And I like, really like Foden out there. And I just think he's a top, top quality. I think he could play with... The thing I like about Foden, he could play with any of the teams. He could play with France. Yep. He could play for Spain. Sure. I think he's got all the qualities to do it and there's no many players can do that. Would you have Rashford on the bench? He's a great impact player if you need him. Well, listen, he looks a lot more charged within the last few months than he's ever done in the, the, the last year and 18 months. I mean, we don't know the reasons. There was a lot of changes at Manchester yep. United, obviously. But the way Ten Hag's obviously... Brought the best from him. We've got to give the manager credit for that because he's got him back and he looks as if he's playing with that enthusiasm again as a young man should do. You know, and he feels... And he's representing England exceptionally well. He seems to really enjoy that. He's got the goal. So it'll be interesting because Harry Kane's not scored yet. Exactly, but yeah. I, I, Hasn't never, played badly though, has he? No, but you never yeah. see him leaving him out. You know, people are saying he's coming too deep. He mm. does that sort of role with Tottenham now, coming a little bit deep because he's not got the pace. People will say to go behind. So he's looking for the runners to go behind. And that's probably where you would maybe see Rashford gets ahead of Foden, really. Because then, if Kane does drop, then you've got Rashford that'll make that run in behind. And maybe that's the way Gareth will look at it. Headlines tonight. Michael Beale has said his goal is to win the title. Peter Lobel has returned to Celtic as non-executive chairman. And Celtic have paraded in the last couple of hours Yuki Kobayashi, their most recent signing. Is that five now? from Japan it's worked for Celtic hasn't it absolutely yeah. I'm glad you were saying his name yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know not me but not listening and we say the manager obviously yeah. we're not stupid we know what the teams look at and what they try and do and that's why we try and balance it when we're talking about we don't go for one club or another club we yeah. try and say what does that particular team when we're sitting here talking about players coming in and going out we don't just think like supporters and think oh we need to go and take this and go and take that we think well where could they get the balance and where do they need a wee bit more balance and we've always said left-sided and I think I don't know the player, to be perfectly honest. I've seen a couple of clips of him. But um, a natural left side is something that we felt that Celtic would always look for. A player that we know about now, he came over from the Eredivisie. I think broadcasters love saying that, Eredivisie. I don't know why, from Holland. They were relegated, but of course he was the top scorer and he did so well for Celtic. Gikamakis, what's happening with their striker? Here's the manager. No, I don't have those kind of discussions. Ultimately... What I deal with is what I see every day, um, you know, and uh, every player uh, trains, presents himself here, and uh, that's what I deal with. If I see there's any shift there, if people aren't unhappy, unhappy or, you know, have got some issues, then I'll deal with it. But, you know, right now, um, all I see is, you know, the, the players here training and, and committed to us as a football club, and that's all that concerns me. Beyond that, in terms of, yeah, their contracts and stuff, they've got representatives who look after themselves, they'll deal with the club. Uh, again, if there are any issues, they'll come across my desk, but... For me, they're, they're all sort of in the background. What's more important to me is what I see every day. Um, if I see what I see every day, if I'm happy with, then we're all good. If I'm not, then uh, I deal with it then. So that's about reports that uh, talks with uh, Gikamakis' agent uh, have broken down and are not going forward. What do you feel about it, Peter? A bit disappointed because I think he's done very well. Mm. But I understand what the manager's saying because you'll tell with their body language. We've always said that and I'm a big player on that as well, Paul. You've got to train exceptionally well and you've got to do your job. 
And to be fair to the boy, he's done his job. You know, every time he's come on, he, he works his socks off, looks a threat. 17 goals last season. Phenomenal, you know. And the way, as you say, in short periods of times at times, because he was coming on as a substitute, yeah. a big periods of that, and he had an injury at the start, so he was a bit of a slow burner. Just look, don't let him take the penalties. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But, but listen, I think at the end of the day, He's got a right to be, as I say, if he's contracting, he said things are talking about saying certain things were promised. If that's right, that, yeah. that's got to be done and looked at. And I'm sure the manager will look at that. But if that's wrong, I hope it's not an agent starting to stir things up because just because everything's going well. And we've always said that they've managed to keep things in-house. This is a first, I don't mean negative, but it's the first no. thing that's sort of come out it's not been a positive in the respect of that. So I hope that doesn't start to rumble now because they don't deserve that and they don't want to upset that. It's a part of football though, as we know. And Juranovic, we could speak about him. Is he going to be on his way? Tottenham reported to be interested in him. And of course, Alistair Johnson has been lined up from the Canadian side. So I guess Celtic is part of, I mean, players are up for sale. Well, I think it have always been the yeah. case, you know, and if people are showing an interest in him, and I'm sure the manager has spoken to Juranovic, he goes and have his good World Cup. Which people he is. Knew, yeah. Exactly, but people were talking before he went, so he's went there, and they've got further, and that's what I'm saying, he's got further in the competition. You know, he's in the next round again, so all of a sudden there's another big performance coming in. Is it Japan they play, is it, or something? Yeah. You know, so another big performance, it puts him in that global window. Of course. And if there's some place that Tottenham is probably, I don't mean, I don't think they're struggling, I think they've got good players yeah. there, but it's an area of the pitch that they keep seeing to change all the time is right wing-back, because Quanti likes playing with wing-backs, and that's slightly different for Juranovic, so maybe that's the only thing that throws me a little bit on that. But he definitely can get up and down the side of the pitch. There is absolutely no doubt of that. What's the difference money-wise? And I don't just mean Juranovic, but if you're playing at Celtic or Rangers, I guess it's twenty or 30,000 a week. I'm guessing for the top players. If you went to a Tottenham or somebody in the... Double or tre uh, treble at Treble. Treble. Treble, if you're going if you're going to leave, yeah, it could be treble right away. If you're coming for a club like Celtic, Phenomenal. to go into that, you yep. could end up trebling your wages right away. We're going to talk football finances on the Go Business Show. I say we. It's Lord Hockey and Sir Tom. <laughs> thank uh, God, so thank Hunter God that was the me we're going to talk Along to. with Paul Cooney and Peter Grant. <laughs> Lord Grant there. No, that's going to be Sunday morning, 11 till 12. They're chatting, we're talking about uh, football finances. So looking forward to that. Because Man United, up for sale, the Glazers will be out of town, probably but maybe £6 billion, Peter. Incredible. But listen, as I've said to you before, that shows you the size Manchester United yeah. have always been. And to be fair, Sir Alex, Sir Matt Busby, all these guys, yeah. they made Manchester global many, many years ago. You know, first English team, not the first British team, first English Indeed, team. Indeed, 1968. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> to win it. You yeah. know, so it's so important and that's continued on and they their dark days you know, like everybody does, but then Sir Alex came in and galvanised the full place. You know, I know there's a lot of talk about the stadium not being great and whatever, yeah. and I think the next person coming in has got to make, go and say, well, go and make a stride now and say, right, this is what we're going to be. We're going to show them we're the biggest club, not only in England, but in world football. Sir Matt Busby, one of Bells Hill's finest, and you would be delighted to see the statue to Billy McNeil, the late, great Billy, but one of Bells Hill's finest uh, last weekend. That was brilliant to see, wasn't it? Magnificent and thoroughly deserved, you know, and yeah. his family should be so proud, as I know they are. I mean, I used to go through Bellsell and the, the big double-decker yeah. all the time, travelling to training, to and from training, and it was always a thing. We were all born there, and everybody thought it was yeah. the greatest football place on the earth. They didn't realise it was the maternity, <laughs> the maternity hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but as I say, I used to go back there on the Saturday night after the games and get the fish and chips in Bellsell as well. So <laughs> everything was round about Big Billy. Oh, this was, you can view Park, it was wee Jimmy. You know, yeah. it was all that sort of, of thing. And that's the way I judged where. I was when I was travelling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy lived here this player lived here you know yeah. but 
it was fantastic and delighted to see it. I tell you, when you think about it, Sir Matt Busby quite rightly was knighted. Jockstein should have been knighted. The first British manager to win the European Cup. Burbank's finest. Jockstein should have been Sir Jock. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt of that, you know. And I was very fortunate to meet him a few times and yeah. actually one of his last signings, you know, in the respect of that as an S for him, believe it or not. You were one, yeah, of, one of the last, yes. And one of the main, the main pictures it was in. I always remember an evening time, it's my pride and joy. Okay. Um, I get player of the year at the boys club uh -huh. and who was handing me the trophy because the first time Billy, God rest him, and yep. the great Jockstein, God rest him, they handed me the trophy and it was the front page of the evening times with a picture in the Plaza Ballroom in Glasgow. The Plaza and the Plaza, South Side, Ellington yeah. Tall. That, that's for yeah. the... Wow. The, and that was my picture. Which were you? I was under 12, player of the year, believe it or not. Peter, it's absolutely brilliant. And it was a brilliant... Yeah. It's a picture that sits my pride and joy. I wouldn't even know myself on it, Paul. It was that ah, bad, my hair cut and whatever, you know. But <laughs> you're sitting there with a shirt and tie on, but it was... Uh, Jock and Billy face-to-face ah, -face in the it. so it's, a, it's definitely one of my pride and joys Here is a question in for you Peter from Joseph in the West End he's in Hillhead actually saying uh, so with Peter Lobel as the new chairman will he leave Ange Postacoglu alone to make all the footballing decisions he's asking without interference and do you think or do you think Peter will try to get involved in the signings? Absolutely not because I think the most important person at the club at this moment in time out with the supporters as Ange, you know, and I think if they tried that way, Ange, Ange would be first out the door. They talk about players going, Ange's stock's so high at this moment in time, everywhere, you know, everybody's talking about him. Um, and as I say, that comes yet the globalness of Celtic, you know, uh, and the way his team's played. And even in the European games, we talk about the performances they put in. We know they didn't win the points that they probably deserved. So he's the most important person at the football club, at this, as I say, out with the supporters. And, as I say, there'd only be one winner there, I think it would be Ange. And of course, his son, though, Mark, is part of the, the, the backroom team. He is in charge of recruitment. Is there, I mean, there could be a Lowell involvement, but it would be at that level. Yeah, of course. Listen, it happens every football club, but you, you, you don't just go and watch a player, even though you're manager. You, yeah. you, you'll make the decision on if they think he's good enough for what you're looking for. There's no doubt of that. There's that. You've got that much things to do now. Yeah. I mean, I love going to watch games with my manager and all that, but down south that's slightly different because you're travelling six hours to watch a game, but you have to do it. And that was something I had to try and get used to in myself because people are saying it's just impossible, but I still tried to do it. And it was probably the ruination of me in that respect because yeah. it was just too far. Too much. Yeah, yeah it was too far. Huge but because I, I was used to Paul going yeah. and watching games every time, you're scared in case you missed everything and you wanted to see players, you've yeah. possibly the next window coming up, all these things. And it's impossible now. So the manager can't do that. So you do need help, but there's only one guy who'll be making the decision. You know, sure. that, that's and that's Poster sure. Coglu, and he has often praised Mark uh, Lowell. You know, in recent months, I've heard him a couple of times mentioning him. Joseph, thanks for that point. And of course, uh, Peter Lowell was hugely successful CEO. Although in the last season, we all know that uh, Celtic then lost the the chance of ten in a row and and lost the league by twenty five points. And uh, Neil Lennon then well lost his job before the end of that season. But Peter Lowell is the new non executive chairman taking over from Ian Bankier but it's about the players and it's about the managers isn't it Always. and Martin O'Neill sitting just across from where you are just now you heard him just over a week ago and he said that you know when he became manager at Celtic uh, the major shareholder Dermot Desmond said treat it like your own get on with it this is your club get on and run the club and it has to go around the football manager I know a lot of people say oh you need your football director you need a, a strategy absolutely but I can't see somebody telling Ange Postacoglu wh what the signings should be well, the bottom line is, you know the way Celtic's DNA. 
Everybody knows it. That's yep. never, ever going to change. Attack, no attack, attack. It, Absolutely. <laughs> that's never going to change. You try and get better at it, you know, but that's the way you have to attack. You have to win games of football. You have to play with a certain style. Even the poor years when I was there, you still had to play in a certain way. You know, I mean, you, people talk about the great Tommy Burns' yeah. team. We lost one game, but we never won anything. So it's no good enough, even though how well we played. It wasn't good enough, but you have to still play with that style. You know, and you have to try and play well. You have to try and win week in, week out. That never changes. So it's different for other clubs when you say they change a manager. Everything gets through out the window. Not at Celtic Football Club because you've got to bring players in that can play within a, if it's a fullback, he has to be able to attack, he has to be able to get balls in the box, you know, he has to be able to get forward, he has to be able to defend. That's never changed. And it's the same in midfield, forwards, they have to score goals. You know, that's the bottom line. So you know that what you're looking for for Celtic as a coach or whatever. That, as I say, if the manager changes, the DNA Celtic Football Club never changes. You're a bit hard on yourself, though. You've got your medals. How many? You won the title? Yeah, I won yeah. the title a few times, but I was very yeah. fortunate I played along with a lot of good players as well. But you won how many titles? Uh, I won two in two. my period, yeah. period of time there. The Scottish, Scottish Cup, Cup twice, yeah. lost the Scottish Cup, League Cup number okay. one. But at the end of the day, I was, was a poor time, Paul. That six years was a really poor time. There's no getting away from uh-huh. that. Now, the team were good to watch, weren't they? But, but we yeah, exactly. Up against a Rangers team yeah. who were playing... But we'd, we'd a lot of Better. good players. We'd a lot of good players yeah. and we'd a lot of guys that just maybe couldn't handle playing for Celtic. Yeah. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. And I include myself at certain times there were really poor periods. You get into that. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you have to win. That's what I'm saying. You have to win trophies mm-hmm. and you have to play with a style of football that the fans like to see. That's so, so important. So the DNA never changes. One of the most successful Celtic players, um, he's still very much in his career. He's the captain of the club. He's been out for a few months, but there's still nine points clear, Callum McGregor. So the manager has been speaking about the return of the captain. He can't wait to get cracking. He, um, he tried with it the first time today and um, he'll be part of sort of our build-up now to, to, to our game against Aberdeen and uh, he's ready to go and it'll be great to have him back. Um, yeah, credit to to the team. Um, you know, people stepped up. We needed to. Uh, he's such an influential player on and off the field. I thought, yeah, Cameron did a fantastic job stepping in as captain alongside Joe Hart. You know, both of them, I thought, really um, you know, filled that void in terms of the team. You know, Matty O'Reilly, I thought, and Ray Otate, who probably played the most during that time, were, were excellent in filling that sort of gap that left for Callum. But there's no doubt it's great to have him back. He's he's such a fan, he's a fantastic player and he's a major influence. So to have him back will be uh, will brilliant, not just for us as as a team, but for the whole club. Peter Grant, what can you say about the captain? Well, I'm beginning to think we're hearing these conversations before we talk because yeah. it's all the things we've said. Yeah. You know, You've not heard that. Clip. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. think it's so important. We all said that. We said it at the start of the season that Callum would be the one that'd be difficult if there were any injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be the difficult one to replace because there was nobody like him. I thought young Matt's went in and done exceptionally well because, as I say, it was a position I played him as a young boy to try and get better against the ball. You know, and I thought I watched him in European games. You could see the experience was there. And then you could see the wee bits of inexperience in not playing it. As I said, I think it was a Leipzig game. I felt he went away to take a free kick or whatever and he went away out wide and the ball was cleared and Leipzig scored. And I was thinking... If Callum would have been playing, he'd been more central in and been able to cut the ball out. So there's small details. I'm looking at it as a coaching point of view, obviously. And that's why you're looking at And that's what you do. And that's why how, how important it is, is the small details of that position. And see, on Matt O'Reilly, quick words, and I know, you know, you obviously you had him at Fulham. Do you think Denmark regret not taking him or would it have been just too soon? But he's playing Champions League. Why didn't the Danes take him? I think 
when people talk like that, I always think, Paul, you've got to be careful of what they've already got. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got Ericsson and all yeah. these guys in here, top quality players, played a lot of games. Ericsson coming back. The managers have a lot of faith with the other boys there. You can see it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't work. Look at Belgium. Yeah. They've got top quality players but just look yeah. really poor on the... If you didn't know them, you'd have never thought yeah, they were one of, of the favourites, you know, yeah. just with the way they played. But then you look at the, the last 10 minutes, they had so many chances in the game. Yeah. But that's the way it happens. But then you look at somebody like Modric, how good he was. You know, for yeah. the levels, he's at his age group and people are saying, oh, they look as if they're pie past, you know, the Belgian team and they're thinking... Half of them are about five or six years younger than Modric. Yeah. And he was the best player on the pitch. His engine, is, apart from you know his technical ability, wonderful player, how does he do it at 37, 38? Well, it just shows you the, the determination, yeah. the professionalism of him. Mm. Because there's no there's no shortcut, Paul. Because if there's a shortcut, everybody yeah. would take it. <laughs> he's a phenomenal yeah. player, but he's good at everything. You know, as you say, he's looked at, you can see the shape of him, how good it is. And he's as strong as an ox. People don't realise how strong he is. But I'm talking about... They're talking about players that's four and five and six years younger than him, mm -hmm. saying it's their time it's up. Yeah. <laughs> that just shows you the standards that he's been setting as an individual. The Ronaldo's not the bodies they've got on them because of the shape they've got. But it takes hard work to be a professional football player. And that's when we're talking about certain other guys. That's the only way you can be successful. If you give everything, you've got to be all in. And if you're not all in, you won't survive. Glasgow in the West, you know that voice so well. That's Peter Grant, fit as a fiddle, looking forward <laughs> to the weekend. And I'm going to ask you after this break, Michael Beale has ordered his stars to dress to impress. He bins the matchday tracksuits and tells the players to get smart. Peter, what do you think in that after this? The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show in the middle of the World Cup, but we'll be back to two hour specials the week after next because it's actually only 13 days to go uh, until Hibs come to town. They come to play Rangers, the first game proper under Michael Beale, and then Celtic play Aberdeen on the Sunday. Looking forward to the weekend of the Saturday. Looking forward to that weekend. The real football back. <laughs> it is. There's nothing beats it, is there? Absolutely. I mean, it's so strange. You know, in the desert, the World Cup and Christmas is around the corner. Are you sorted for Christmas? Have you? Oh, yeah. not yet. Don't no. talk to me about it yet. Have you, got our, have you got our list here from James and everyone else? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I need to get that in, what the wines are. You know oh, because I mean? Barry looks after everyone. I'm not putting any oh, pressure okay. on you. I'm just yeah. realising that. Yeah. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'll need to ask Lorraine if I'm allowed any money. What did you do when you were a manager of Norwich and all that? What was oh, it? Was I'm it? Not saying yeah, I'll nothing. go on. I'll bet it was some hampers. Yeah. Well, my biggest problem was I couldn't get Delia that anything, could Of course. Because, you know, what you're giving them, Turkey for down Norfolk, you know, Bernard Matthews. Oh, of you course. All these things you couldn't. Food specialist. You know, Let's be having them. Yeah, exactly. she you got on really well with her, didn't you? Fantastic yeah. lady. Her and Michael, her husband, were fantastic people. And if you could pick someone out of a tree to be your bosses, they were the two people that I loved to have had because uh, who I loved having because they were fantastic people who only wanted you to be successful. So I teased it just before the break. Michael Beale saying he wants shirt tie, the full bits, you know, the the suit or the jacket and trousers on match day. Peter Grant, what do you think on that? I must admit, I, I like to suits. Paul, I'm, yeah. I'm, I liked a shirt and tie going to the game because I felt it was important. I think it's a lot easier in Scotland to do that because of the distance you travel. Down south, we used to put the suit on, get on the bus, take it off, put the tracksuit on while you were travelling and put the suit back on. Because it's six hours, seven exactly, hours maybe. Or exactly, five, so there's a yeah. difference. But here, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. But Rangers, if you remember, Rangers used to go to training with a shirt and tie on. Yeah. Not just the games. It was the, the, they used to go to training with a shirt and tie on. So, listen, I have no problem with people being smart. I think it's so, so important. 
But the thing I would prefer more than anything else, mm -hmm. I wouldn't allow people with it coming out the bus with their phones on and their earphones oh, yeah. on, or hats on. These things drive me crazy <laughs> because I think that's disrespectful to whatever you're doing. Put them in and then put them back on if you want when you're in the dressing room. That drives me mental because that means supporters are there shouting your name, whatever, or sure. giving you a bit of stick. That's fine, yeah. you've got to live with that. But that's part of it. But I think that's the thing I'd be more concerned about, making sure they take them off. Goals that count, it's points that Michael Beale needs. He faced the media this time yesterday for the first time. I think people feel in general, the commentators say he did well. Here's what he said about goals, because ultimately Rangers need to get more. Cholak has done well, Morelos has been off the boil. What did he have to say? We need to win 56 as soon as possible. We need to improve our cup record, which obviously we slightly improved last year by winning the Scottish Cup. And we need, we need, to, we need to improve the identity on the pitch. That's what I feel. Uh, that's what the group of players feel as well. And I think at the moment, one or two players' value is probably not the reality of what it was six or eight months ago. That's damaging to the players, the football club and to the staff. So we have to improve that. You know, all the players in the building have got a lot of responsibility as well towards their own careers. So it's my job to uphold them to that and my job is to try and get the best out of them. And getting the best out of the individual will make a stronger team and a stronger Rangers and... I'm excited to uh, get working with the boys. And of course, those are his goals for Rangers. What about um, Stephen Gerrard? Has he spoken to his former gaffer? When I stood beside him for 193 games, uh, him and Gary, so I saw a little bit of everything in that time. It's certain to say we had bumps in the road that Stephen mentioned here back in uh, May or June of 2018. There certainly was plenty of those, but there was a load of highs as well when we built a really strong squad with with Ross and, and the recruitment team and behind the scenes we created and redeveloped a lot of Ibrox and the training ground. The training ground is fantastic. Coming back into it the last few days, it really has even kicked on another notch. The work that we've done behind the scenes here at Ibrox is fantastic. The club's in a really good place. We've missed each other in terms of messages and that, but we, we go back and forth all the time. I know I have his support and Gary and the rest of the staff that was here as well. I lived a fantastic journey here with, with those guys uh, and now I look forward to doing that the same with this management team. Peter, what do you feel on that? And it's something you've said, apart from Manchester United, these are the biggest clubs, in your view, in European football, Rangers and Celtic. I look at it and as I said to you about, when you go down south and everybody talks about Celtic or Rangers yeah. and playing against no one, I've been down there 25, 26 years, as I said, Paul, and I can tell you that the only team that plays under the pressures is Manchester United. Um, we play under the pressure. I've coached against them, I've managed against them, and no matter where I go, I go and watch a lot of games down there. And that, that intensity, which is expected with a Celtic and Rangers to win and play with a certain style. Celtic, when I, when I was brought up, they was always expected to win, but play with a style as well. Rangers are maybe slightly different. People talking to Rangers suppose say, we don't yeah. care, we just wanted to win at that particular time. But Celtic had to do it with a style and always seemed to have that. And I look back and I think Rangers had some wonderful, wonderful players. You know, even in my time, you know, but long before that, and the same with Celtic. But it was always the Celtic tradition that you had to win and win well. If you didn't play particularly well and you won, the fans still weren't happy, but they'd accept it. Yeah. But they wanted you to play with a certain style. And the expectation becomes everything. The expectation is to win your, he's right, to win your next match. And when you put that to bed, as a manager of Rangers Football Club, he'll enjoy the one at about five o'clock. Yeah. That's really one. Yeah. He'll enjoy it to five o'clock. Maybe ten past, because the games now last uh, 100 well, minutes. Well, that's right. Yeah, exactly. 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 But that's if, it, if it's a three o'clock kickoff yeah. and it's he'll enjoy it to five o'clock, then he knows 
in preparation again, starts for the next one because he's got to go and win again. And he's got to go and play well again. And he's not just got to do that for three or four games. He's got to go and do that for the length of time his contract's been there <laughs> and how long we last there. That's what you've got to do and that's what his life will be. His life's not his own anymore. It's changed completely. As a, it was Stephen that probably tend most of that when he was yep. there. Now, all of a sudden, he'll realise the difference now he being the manager of Rangers Football Club compared Firstly, to being the, the assistant. Firstly, the relationships that were built and the feeling that was built with the uh, the staff and the players behind the scenes over the three and a half years previously here. The size of the club, the expectation, is everything that you'd want as a, as a manager, as a coach. Yeah, that was the big reason. Obviously, my family uh, situation as well, living here, my children, loving the time here, my daughter being born here. It was a lot of things coming together that, that made this a, a wonderful opportunity for me. So it was the beginning of last week, Peter, as we come to the end of this week, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst dismissed as manager. And earlier on this week, Monday, when we were on live, we revealed the news that it's Michael Beale is the new boss of Rangers. Going to be a fascinating run-in for the season. Two cups still to play for. And of course, the league title itself. Both of them out of Europe. Let's turn again to Celtic. Um, what about the transfer window? I want to ask you something more about Rangers in a minute or two about January. But Ange Postacoglu facing the media today before heading to Portugal on Sunday. The players back in training. Um, what does he feel about January's transfer window? Well, I've always said we, we, we want to be active and, and we're constantly looking at you know, opportunities. I think you know, every transfer window is an opportunity to get stronger, and we want to we want to be um, trying to do that. Um, that doesn't always mean bringing in players. Sometimes it just means <clears throat> not losing our best players or just being stronger in terms of the team developing. But if we've got opportunities to bring players in who we think will make us stronger at the end of the window, then that's what we'll do. And uh, as you said, we've still got a month to go before January plus January itself. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be active for sure. And um, you know, with with when we see the right opportunity, we'll move on it. Peter's view in a second. What about the winter break itself? It was a great week for our club. You know, just great to connect with our supporters on the other side of the world, and I think even the players appreciated just the, you know, the <clears throat> the size of the football club and the passion the supporters all around the world have for us. And uh, I thought it was a really good week. Um, and then, um, you know, we gave the players a week sort of away from us, which I think was was also really. Really good for them. Um, you know, they've come back in the train today, and you know they're all sort of looking in in, in good shape, in good spirits, which is important. And um, as you said, the World Cup's gone really well. Uh, boys there have done fantastically. Uh, all of them, you know, playing significant roles. Um, so so far, it's been it's been a decent break. But you know, the kind of the, the important stuff starts now for us. We've got a two week lead into the to, the, to our first game back, and. Uh, Good to have our first session today. We're off to Portugal on Sunday, and uh, yeah, hopefully get a couple of good weeks working. Peter, what are you thinking? Sounding refreshed. What's going to happen in January? I know a lot of the work has been done, including today's arrival. It's a very difficult window for everybody because nobody knows what's happening. They pick up injuries. I say you know, you've got your squads of 25, the amount of substitutes, which I don't agree with. I know a lot of people agree with. Them. Too many. Too yeah. many. Far yeah. too many. And I think that's even happening in the World Cup, as I spoke about, because teams are changing. It's half a team that's coming off yep. and half a team going on. It depends what time the game's at. And that's why I think you're seeing so many shocks and surprises, to be perfectly honest with you. But back here, I think the window is very difficult. Always is. January window is always difficult because the ones that you think or the ones that I would expect to make a difference at Celtic Football Club are not going to be available. Mm. You what know, do you think they need? I said to you in the left-sided centre-back, yeah. you see, you should have got it. I've got that. Tick. I said that yeah. at the start of the season. You know, if you were going to lose a right-back, Juranovic that we're talking about, yeah. we're talking about they've already made 
plans to do that. So the, the manager's probably sussed that we talking to Joseph and talking about okay. what's your plans and whatever. And he's so probably Alistair Johnson, maybe plus Tony so, Ross. Absolutely. Yep. Tony's done exactly. And, and that's what you're trying to do. You're always trying to maintain. And if you're going to lose, you're hoping you're going to know it's not going to be a surprise. And I think he's right there because you think Matt O'Reilly, Big Maurice and all that, they come in a little bit later. You yep. know, so that's the first time they've been had that break, and then they're coming back in again as a pre-season again. Do you know we've only got thirty seconds left? What do Rangers need in January? They need everybody fit. Yeah, they'll need Good everybody point. fit first yep. and foremost, and then they'll need to add to it. There's absolutely no doubt. And I think the, I'm not there, but they've had that many injuries in different positions. Yeah, you know, I think that's the problem I've got. We're saying, oh, they need a right back, a left back, or a centre half, or whatever. But they've had that many injuries, and I, I think to see their fully fit squad then the manager will know that, but I still think they need another striker because I think Kolak's the only one that's done the job up there at this moment in time, so I definitely think they need another striker for sure, uh, even if Kimar Roof, because it's a long time he's been out, and I like Roof, I always I thought he'd done really well down in England, yeah. and I just think now, if he's if he's been out for the length of time he is, it's very difficult, as I say, as a striker to come back. I've no, because I asked you in the break, you're not sure where you'll be this weekend, but you'll be watching your football as always. Yes. Enjoy it, Peter. And will you join us again next week? My pleasure, Paul. Thank you very Peter much. Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. The news is next, and then Zoe Kelly. We're back Monday at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 